welcome to Black Girl Aesthetics with Sunita Michelle L.E., bringing the latest in beauty, fashion, and lifestyle curated for the black woman that is wonderfully made. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Black Girl Aesthetics Podcast. It is your girl, Sunita Michelle. Today, we're going to be discussing the state of Black aesthetics, and we're going to have Dominique Brandt and Nichelle Mosley um, speaking with us today about their journeys and what they think the state of Black aesthetics is today. So without further ado, um, join me in welcoming Dominique and Nichelle. Did you know your skin was the largest organ on your body? So we have to take care of that. Try Skintex. It's spa grade, organic, it's cruelty free, cert clean verified, and FDA approved. Skin is always in at Skintex, so take the spa home with you and enjoy and take care of the skin you're in. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Sunita. How are you today? Doing pretty good. <clears throat> Thank you for joining my podcast today. Absolutely. Hey, Dominique. Hello, hello, Sunita. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm well. Excited to be here with you. Great. Thank you for coming and taking the time out to do this episode with me. Welcome everyone to Black Girl Aesthetics Podcast. Today we will be speaking with Nichelle Mosley. She's the owner of Queen City Beauty and the founder of Skin Barrier Academy. And Dominique Brandt is the owner of Brave Skin Remedy. She's also the 2023 Esthetician of the Year winner of the Skin Games. And today we'll be discussing Nichelle's new academy, the Skin Barrier Academy, and the courses that will be offered at this amazing academy for skincare professionals. We'll also be discussing the skin games and what Dominique did to prepare for the big competition and where they think the state of aesthetics in our community is today. So let's get right into it. Michelle, I'll start with you first. Again, I want to thank you for blessing my podcast today. And I want you to tell my listeners just a little bit about your background and how you got started in the aesthetics industry. Well, thank you so much, Sunita, for having me. I just want to make sure that you can hear me okay. Yes, I can hear you. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. Um, So I first got started in aesthetics um, originally with, you know, I think my origin story is very similar to everyone else's. Um, I had issues with my own skin and you know, really did not have anyone to turn to, anyone to uh, really have the wherewithal to kind of give me more information on Mm -hmm. how to go about, you know, treating acne. And um, so I originally started, you know, just learning more about aesthetics and, you know, my own skin and, um, you know, try to, uh, you know, move forward with, Um, gaining more experience and more expertise by really kind of branching even in aesthetic school 
um, mm -hmm. you know, choosing to do several different types of um, internships and um, certifications, really just being really hungry and really open and, you know, very, uh, I'm not sure what the right word is, but just, I, I guess just, you know, wanting to be on a path of, uh, you know, learning and um, being strategic about all the things that I did in order to um, incorporate success. Um, so right out of aesthetic school, I went directly into um, working into the medical side of aesthetics mm -hmm. and um, working with plastic surgeons and dermatologists and, um, you know, really honing that skill and choosing to do more of like um, what you do in that setting, laser okay. aesthetics, um, deep chemical peels, um, you know, things that sometimes didn't align with uh, the approach that I um, started to really kind of lean towards. Mm -hmm. And um, I started to realize that, you know, some of the things that I was seeing um, some of the doctors recommend, um, it was just not in alignment with the things that I thought, you know, mm -hmm. were a best practice for for my clients. And I just really saw myself like at a crossroads and um, I, you know, had to decide if I was going to choose to, you know, just go down this path of, you know, staying with wanting to kind of be in that field and, and learning and being like on the cutting edge of what I felt like aesthetics was. Okay. Um, or if I was just going to try to kind of like go out on my own and, you know, really like kind of forge that path. And um, I'm not going to lie, you know, I'm not someone who really wanted to be an entrepreneur in that aspect. Um, mm -hmm. So it was really something hard that I had to wrestle with. And, um, you know, that's kind of what let me down, you know, finding more about like what I wanted to do and what I wanted to specialize in. And um, it's really what helped me to uh, you know, gain more information about, you know, other avenues that you can, you know, uh, really get certified in, um, in aesthetics and, and really build uh, your career so that you're able to do those things on your own. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of like a, a, a well-rounded way to answer your question okay. as to how, you know, like I kind of got started in aesthetics and how I got started into um working into like my own location um mm -hmm. which I, I have two locations in california and north carolina now okay. and i specialize more so in a integrative corneotherapy well and wellness mm -hmm. um and clients who come to see me they typically come to see me for um either something that has to do with uh trichology um you know some issue with um hair and needing restoration okay um, or um, someone who's wanting to have some sort of uh, body contouring, non-surgical uh, body type of wellness um, okay. or integrative aesthetics. So um, people who are wanting to integrate, um, you know, more holistic practices like um, considering um, their supplements, their, um, their lifestyle, um, you know, the things that they do as far as like um, ongoing um, as far as like stress levels and, and how they go about um, incorporating their products, okay. that sort of thing. So it's a, a whole person wellness sort of approach to mm -hmm. um, 
to treat. And, um, and that's sort of what I do in, in those two practices. Um, as you know, California is a lot more strict. Um, mm-hmm. So there's only so much that you can do in those areas. And um, there I'm still kind of building up clientele anyways. Um, my family is in the area. And okay. um, that's kind of the reason for me wanting to kind of go in and be in that in that sort of um like side of the world in, mm-hmm. in anyways california is yeah. great um the aesthetics industry is doing really well in california so you'll yeah. do well there just as you have <laughs> in north carolina and to know that you had acne issues is wow because your skin if you guys follow michelle you know she has like perfect skin so <laughs> that's unbelievable Um, So I wanted to ask you, with you starting out in more so on the medical side of aesthetics, what type of obstacles, I know you told me about, um, you know, the way that they practice didn't align with the way that you were going, started going. What type of obstacles did you face when you went out on your own? And how did you turn those moments into opportunities? So I would say like oftentimes there would be like clients would purchase, you know, some type of some type of treatment that was like a radio frequency treatment or some type of chemical peel and Mm -hmm. uh, laser package. They used to do something called these 360 packages in Mm -hmm. uh, the dermatology plastic surgery offices. And these treatments were really invasive and, Mm -hmm. you know, would require a lot of downtime. And they would really, you know, kind of apply these treatments and protocols across the board. Um, I'm talking for people, you know, who were of darker skin tone. And obviously, like, you know, people who are coming in and not being prepped for the right treatments and taking on these protocols it was not a a fit and Mm -hmm. you know I was just someone who was not willing to just go with the flow and fall in line um you know I spoke up and really spoke to a lot of doctors and you know talked about like how this wasn't the actual best practice for you know this particular client and you know how it would be more of a detriment to you know follow just you know the same sort of standard that we typically do and um that was something that we talked about on a regular basis and um when one time in particular i can think of and this was one thing that kind of was like my aha moment as to like okay i really have to break away and just you know i can't i can't align with this anymore uh a doctor was you know trying to actually write me up because they were upset that I was not okay with uh, performing a procedure that is called aqua gold, um, where it's similar to like a mesotherapy type of treatment and micro channeling, which that's, you know, in and of itself fine. But to incorporate the, the, you know, the, the vial that's supposed to be like the, you know, the continents of, of the actual treatment that's supposed to be administered by a nurse practitioner, a doctor, not Mm -hmm. an esthetician. (laughs) And uh, I guess that they, in the past had had other, other estheticians who were willing to write up these CCs and document 
uh, you know, different withdrawals and drugs oh, wow. of medication. Mm-hmm. And I was not willing to do that. And I, you know, said, absolutely not. That is not my scope of practice. And, um, you know, I'm only willing to stay within, you know, the, the confines of what I'm allowed to do within this treatment. And I'm fully aware of that. You know, I'm okay with performing the service, but someone has to actually, you know, input the contents and right and so um and so yeah um that was just a a very uh hard line in the sand for me and I they tried to write me up and I had to you know really speak to again you know not this being an ethical issue and obviously like something that I would have to involve my own uh state board in and um really just you know to uh, I don't know, almost kind of like go to bat, so to speak, with like, you know, the people who are in authority and who should know better. And um, that's one thing that I really want to kind of express to other estheticians out there is that, you know, there might be some encounters where you, you know, in where you come across people who are like asking you to do something that is, you know, maybe somewhat a little bit in scope of practice of what you're supposed to do. But at the same time, it's a fine line and and you should never, ever jeopardize your license or, you know, put yourself in a position where someone is making you feel like you have to, you know, uh, compromise your integrity. Um, Exactly. And so that was, you know, I guess the aha moment, like I mentioned, and really something that I couldn't uh, align with and how I had to move on and... uh, really just kind of forge my own path and um that's how queen city beauty group was uh, was founded and um from there you know really just understanding too that i i was correct about those really harsh treatments and how they yeah. they weren't they were never correct for um you know someone's skin and the clients i will say that you know being in that situation uh the doctor he was a retired doctor and Mm -hmm. um his practice you know these people were in their late 60s their late 80s and i had had a chance to see over time what it looked like what the impact was of those harsh treatments and Mm -hmm. it was not good i'm talking paper thin collagen you know just no ability to really even see any change from the treatments that they're trying to do because they're just there's nothing left um I, I don't even know how to respectfully like you know explain what they look like it was it was well that's good. that it was, that's exactly it there's nothing left you know yes, so crib keeper style so mm, yeah Dominique so, have you had that happen like um because I know you did you work in a medical spa too right Yes. <clears throat> yes, I've worked in a medical spa environment. Luckily, I was in a position by the time I was working at a medical spa, I was a licensed master aesthetics instructor. So the doctor would ultimately count on me to give that kind of advice. And I okay. had the ability to to add my input and for that to be trusted. Okay, well, that's that's great. I actually have heard um, a story like Michelle's before from another esthetician. You know, um, she was just like, I'm 
she wanted to quit, you know, because she was just like, I don't feel right with, you know, administering these treatments. And I know that it's messing, it's messing them up. It's doing um, damage, more damage than it is correcting. And, you know, coming in, starting out, you want to get your feet wet. You're thinking, okay, I'm in a medical spot. You're going to get the best education. But really, it's a medical environment. And we know the medical business thrives off of uh, the money that they make off of treatments and medicine. So, and and I, I've heard that story and it's just unfortunate, but also great at the same time that we have institutions like yourself, like us, that do care about what it's actually doing to your skin and not only caring about the money that I'm making from that treatment. Now, um, your your school, Skinberry Academy, tell us a little bit about that and what it's going to offer and how it sits apart from other academies. Absolutely. So, um, what the Skin Barrier Academy is, is think of it as like an all-in-one platform. This is meant to support a solo esthetician, anyone who's looking to basically fill in the gaps between what you learn in school and the things that you are trying to apply now in business. Mm-hmm. Um, we have modules that help to guide you and take you alongside us, you know, going through like a step-by-step process to help you with if you're just starting out in your business being able to you know have from the start systems in place um you know a skill set that helps you to set you apart and make sure that you're including the educational side when you're uh speaking to your clients um and also having that sustainability side when you're um thinking of your overall business um back in Um, So these are just things that we want to make sure that we incorporate from the beginning. Um, And then if you're someone who is a seasoned veteran and you are just wanting to refresh, you know, how you can do things in a a different, uh, better way, um, you know, this is something that I highly recommend because you're able to find information about sustainability, about scaling your business, about how to incorporate more of a community and being able to, you know, not only bounce information off of, you know, funded individuals, but you're also able to, you know, bring things that you are having a problem with or something that you need help with and get that much more eyes on the things that you have. And uh, I think that that just helps to aid in your success. Um, so that's what it is. That's what the Skin Barrier Academy is. This sounds like, you know, something that can grow with the, with the skincare professional. You Something you can refer back to when you need help um, in different areas of your business. Um, and everyone, I'm also the director of Mindset at Skin Barrier Academy. And when I tell you, I have... I haven't seen a curriculum in aesthetics like this before, and it it really is something major to look into. If you feel like you need help, and even if you feel like you're at a good place and just need um, a little bit more of advancement, this is the course. This is the the academy for you. Nichelle, one last question. What advice could you give the black, black esthetician that's starting out in the business today? 
Um, I guess I would just reiterate, you know, your aesthetic license is your license. Even if you are an employee, um, do not allow someone to um, make you do something that's unauthorized or out of scope. Um, you know, just make sure you're continuing down the path of building your own experience, building your own reputation, you know, being in alignment with your own success and your own values and stand on that, you know, be someone who can stand all that because when you want to establish your own business, uh, that will follow you. And um, also one other thing, be, be mindful of your mentors. Absolutely. You heard that now. Be mindful of your mentors. You know, you just, they need to align with what you're doing with your business. Um, and you just can't, you can't slack on that in that area. And I, and I believe that everyone needs a mentor. Everyone needs some guidance every now and again. When I started out, there were a lot of institutions, they just, you know, they already thought they knew what they were doing. They already just knew everything. And it just doesn't happen that way. Get you a good mentor. That was some great advice. Now I'm going to be speaking with Dominique. She is our 2023 Esthetician of the Year. That means she is the esthetician. Um, and we're going to be talking to her a little bit about her journey and what she did to prepare for the skin game. Um, so, Dominique, again, thank you for taking the time out today. I know that you are very busy, so I do appreciate you taking time out with us today. Tell my listeners a little bit about who you are and how you started your journey. Yes. Thank you so much, Sunita, for having me here. And, yeah, my name is Dominic Brandt. I'm located in the Washington, D.C. area, owner and operator of Brave Skin Remedy, where I focus on hyperpigmentation and maturing skin. Um, I'm an Air Force veteran, and that's a big part of my identity, I think. Um, you know, I went to the Air Force right out of high school. Mm-hmm. It was a way for me to run away from the small town that I had grew up in. And it opened up so many opportunities for me. You know, I mean, it literally paid for me to go to esthetician school. So being a veteran is a big part of me. Um, After I got out in 2013, I focused on getting my bachelor's degree in business. I eventually got a job working in corporate. And then in 2017, I left my corporate job and became an esthetician. Here in the D.C. and Virginia area, you have esthetician and master esthetician. So I I did make sure that I could do every modality possible. And I, I got that master esthetician license. I then moved on to getting my instructor's license, my Sodesco diploma. And, you know, I've worked in day spas, holistic spas medical spas and I did that for about four and a half years before I decided to open up Brave Skin Remedy and very similar to Nichelle's story you know I did go in to aesthetics knowing that I wanted to open a business but you know every time I worked somewhere I was always paying attention to what was working and what wasn't working and I also really wanted to just be valued where I was working And I wasn't finding that. And that was really the push that led me to opening up my own business. Great. 
Now, I want to first start out by saying thank you for your service. Um, I have lots of military uh, members in my family. My grandfather is right at the National Cemetery with my grandmother. Um, So thank you so much for your service. Um, And wow, I mean, institutions can come from all walks of life. You have a very unique story. Um, So as far as... um, You've already told us you served our country and that is kind of the forefront of your business. What motivated you to compete in the skin games and how did you prepare for that? Mm -hmm. I remember in esthetician school, I didn't have, I had like a ghost Instagram account, right? Like I had one, I wasn't Mm -hmm. participating in it, but when I went to esthetician school and they started talking about how important social media was, I started to get curious, look at different skincare lines. And I came across um, the skin games. And I was like, you know what? One day I'm going to do that, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I followed it and and really never thought about it again. And then when I opened up my business, Brave Skin Remedy, I was within the first year of opening, still trying to build my clientele. I had a lot of extra time, let's just say that. And I said, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to compete in this. I said, this would be a great way for me to showcase, you know, case study work to my clients. This will be a great way to challenge myself and to force myself to grow, put myself out there um, on the YouTube and the Instagram and Facebook. And it will also put me, you know, in the eyes of industry leaders and I just, I leaped, I, I jumped for it, I went. You went and you leaped and you won. So that is manifestation. <laughs> right Absolutely. If that That's is fine. manifestation. Um, um, but I'm sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, you asked me, how did I prepare for that? And that yes. was a question that was asked of me the following day after I won. <laughs> and I really had to sit back and think about that. And to be honest, I would say that it was my Sedesco diploma going through that process is literally what I just repeated when I was doing my soap notes. And I was thinking, you know, critically about my case studies, like I always do. I'm never on autopilot, but the way in which we documented case studies in Sedesco is really the way I went about documenting it in in the skin games. Also knowing in the back of my head that some of those judges were in fact Sedesco diploma holders as well. So I took advantage of that and I just went on a whim and said, this is the best way I know how to do it. That's what I did. Well, congratulations again. Um, let's see. As far as your case studies, you said this this was something that you were already doing, your case study, or you started that when you done the skin games? Well, you know, I've done case studies before. We did case studies in the master aesthetics program, and I had to do case studies for Sedesco. So, the caseadas I use for the skin games, no, those were those were brand new. Those were from start of me entering. And as far as advice, what advice would you give an esthetician thinking about competing in the skin games or any aesthetics competition for that matter? You have to go in with the right mindset. 
I mean, I was surprised. I'll, I'll be honest. I was surprised when I when I won. I kept saying to myself, I know I'm leaving with something because I know I'm good, right? <laughs> but I didn't think I was leaving with the title of Esthetician of the Year. So I say all that to say you got to go in with the, the correct mindset, but you also have to go in with the, with the expectations too that it's possible that you won't win or you won't win everything and that's okay. Um, you know, you also have to make sure you solidify your models, put them in a contract to make sure that they do, in fact, return, that they finish the entire program with you. Most importantly, you know, I overheard that a lot of people didn't even do the basic rules. They didn't follow the basic guidelines. Mm-hmm. And that took away from a lot of points. So, you know, when I signed up, I went to the website and I printed out the rules and I got a, a highlighter out for each category and okay. made sure that I was following the rules to a T and you know that's what I that's what I think you should do follow the rules start there solidify your model and just go for it in the right mindset all right and let's see it was another question I wanted to ask you about the skin games but I'll, I'll probably just message you and ask you that probably because, guys, I am thinking about competing in the skin games. And you should um, and you will. Yay, and you will. So I'm, I'm nervous about it, um, but I, I've already picked out the categories that I know I want to compete in. And, Dominique, I'm going to be picking your brain. Okay. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> about a lot of, a lot of things um, about the competition. Um, is there anything else? Uh, any other advice you'd like to give my followers who might be considering, um, you know, getting their license in aesthetics? Yes, absolutely. You know, when I joined you and Nichelle on the Skin Barrier Academy, and you know, our focus is for the solo esthetician. Mm-hmm. And it's not just here, I've heard this, but just time and time and time again, even while I was in school, I keep hearing, well, nobody taught us business. Nobody taught us business. Please mm-hmm. tell me a, you know, profession where we were taught business, you know, business classes to go along with, you know, this, this topic. I don't see doctors doing that. I don't see architects doing that. Mm -hmm. Nobody got business classes. So please stop using that. Absolutely. I agree with that. Are you still on, Dominique? I'll give her a second to chime back in. But I think what she was saying was, Stop using it as a blanket to go for it, you know. Um, If it's something that you need to learn how to do, you'll learn it so that your business will be prosperous. Um, So I think we lost Dominique, but I think that pretty much wraps up everything. Nichelle, did you have... I think I cut out. Okay, we have her back. Great. Sorry. What's the last thing you heard? (laughs) Um, So you were just saying that nobody gets a business course, you know. Right. Right. Nobody is getting business courses along with, you know, these new skills that they're learning. So I I would just say stop using that as an excuse because an excuse is uh, another block for you to not go on to the next step. 
So yep. you got to just start believing in, in yourself. We were all scared, timid, um, nervous when starting our aesthetic school, starting our aesthetics practice. But that's mm-hmm. what being brave is. It's being scared, but doing it anyways. And just take that and repeat and repeat and repeat. That's right. And if I can, you know, achieve the things that I have achieved in this little old town that I'm in, I think anyone can. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I want to thank you two for joining me today. We're going to wrap this up. And um, Michelle, Dominique, you guys tell us where um, my listeners can follow you on social medias. You can follow me at Michelle Mosley, thebarrierqueen.com, or you can go to academy.com. And you can find me, Dominic Brandt, at braveskinremedy.com and at braveskinremedy on Instagram and Facebook, but I am mostly on Instagram. All right, and you all know you can follow me at The Skin Specialist and also follow the podcast at, at Black Girl Aesthetics Pod. And that wraps it up for today. Thank, thank you, you so much. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye.